everybody got checks and it was a massive party day, you could take out living expenses. And living expenses could be beer, could be shopping, you know, whatever. I was so pissed that all these people got all these checks and I didn't get any checks, but they're gonna have to pay the piper one day. And guess what? They did. You're listening to Financial Grown Up with me, certified financial planner, Bobby Rebel, author of How to Be a Financial Grown Up. And you know what? Being a grown up is really hard, especially when it comes to money. But it's okay. We're going to get there together. I'm going to bring you one money story from a financial grown up, one lesson, and then my take on how you can make it your own. We got this. Hey, friends. No one wants to get left out of the party while everyone else is having a great time, but cleaning up the mess can be expensive, especially when that party was fueled by student debt. Certified financial planner, Carrie Carbonero, who you may know as the author of The Money Queen's Guide, learned that lesson in college and shared it with me along with a genius money tip that you need to hear. It's gonna make us all a lot of tax-free money. Here is Carrie Carbonero. Carrie Carbonero, you are a financial grown-up. Welcome to the podcast. Thank you so much for having me, Bobby. You are also a certified financial planner and the author of The Money Queen's Guide, which is one of my favorite books and, and has been such a inspiration to me. So it's truly a pleasure to have you be part of my new show. So happy to be here, Bobby. And I'm also excited because you brought with you a great story that has to do with your father and with some big decisions that you made early in your life regarding debt. Tell us what happened, Carrie. Sure. So here I am, 18 years old. Every 18-year-old has to make the decision. Where do you want to go to college? Why? How? How are you going to pay? All that, all that great stuff. So my dad said to me at age 18, Carrie, I will pay 100% of your college if you go to a state school. I will not pay 100% if you go to a private school. You will have to take out the difference in loans. Now, this was a really long time ago. This was 1986. <laughs> so honestly, at that point, I didn't even know what the word debt was. I mean, I sort of did, but I wasn't 100% sure. So, you know, this is before I could Google it and figure out what it was. Right, I this is before to, the internet, right? 1986. No, so millennials out there, no Googling this. No, I couldn't Google it. I mean, can you imagine? Like, I had to go to the library and look up debt. Shouldn't your father have explained that to you when he was giving you this sort of well, no, decision? No, no, me. He did. He wanted me to. He wanted me to learn it myself. Okay. So, and then, and then when I went back to him, I, I mean, he was he was a credit loan officer for a uh, chemical bank, J.P. Morgan Chase. So obviously, he knew all about credit and debt, but he wanted me to learn the lesson. So after I came back to him, I just said, you know, it's really bad. Just why would anybody want to be in debt? Why would you want to have to owe money when you get out of college? Why would you want to have this hanging over your head? And he said to me, I totally agree. I wanted you to have the option, you know, because we were, you know, looking at, you know, Cornell or Cortland and they were both near each other, both seas, both upstate New York and, you know, a big difference in price. So I said, I am going to take the non-debt route. And then it was interesting because... I would say nine out of 10 people in my college took on debt. 
even though it was a state school. And when debt day came or when the checks came, <laughs> everybody <laughs> got checks and it was a massive party day whenever they came, you know, and the bars wait, were filled. Wait, wait, wait. So they were not, they would get these student loan checks where they're borrowing money and instead of using it, directly depositing it to pay their tuition, they were using it for things that were not tuition. Well, you know, some of them you could take out living expenses. And living can be broadly defined. Yes, and living expenses could be beer, could be shopping, could be clothes, could be pizza, wings, you know, whatever. And I remember thinking I was so pissed that all these people got all these checks and I didn't get any checks. I was like, this is so unfair. But then I was like, you know what? I know what I'm doing is right. They're going to have to pay the piper one day. And guess what? They did. And I never did. And let me tell you, that is a real life lesson. And and I wish that people would understand what they were doing at age 18. But they don't usually tell people how that works. Well, I think people understand as a general concept that it has to be paid back, but not the reality of it. Did you have conversations with those friends when they started having to pay it back? Yes. Well, so I'm still friends with almost everybody from college. Um, and yes, I, I saw them go through crazy, crazy, crazy paying back debt. And and also we were lucky because we were at a state school, which was less expensive than the private schools, because obviously that debt is much more. One of my girlfriends in my sorority was married to a doctor and he had not only his regular undergraduate college debt, but he also had his medical school debt. And when we were talking about, she moved to Long Island for the first time and we had a house and she didn't have a house. And she said, we won't be able to buy a house for another like 10 years. And I said, why not? And she said, because of his medical debt and because of his E&O insurance, which is his medical. Which you can't control as much. Right. And so she said, you know, it's like having two mortgages without even having a house. So what is, I mean, I think I kind of know where you're going here, but what is the lesson for our listeners? And especially because you've been such an advocate for women taking control of their finances. So maybe put it in that context. What's the lesson for our listeners here? Women have a lot of strikes against them coming into their financial life. Um, I'm just going to name the high level ones and why I think this is so important, especially related to this lesson, right? You know, women make less because of the pay wage gap. Women work less because they're out caregiving for children and other family members. Women don't negotiate for raises, so that's another reason why they make less. The most important one is that women live longer. The longevity is the biggest issue. Women need more money than men, not less. Also, women are more conservative, which means they are less likely to invest their money. They like to hold on to it and hoard cash rather than putting it in the in, in the stock market, which is going to grow and beat inflation. And again, they need more money, not less. So if you're funding a retirement from, you know, age 60 to 100, you potentially could be funding retirement for longer than you actually worked. Because, you, you know, let's say you're out, out in your 20s and work till your 60s and you may have worked less than 40 years and you're living for 40 years after you're retired. So with all that said, why would you start out in your 20s with debt on your balance sheet? If there's any way to avoid debt at a young age, you will be starting out ahead of the curve. You'll be able to save for your retirement. You'll be able to save for your emergency fund. You'll be able to hopefully have a nice 
increase your credit score because you don't have the debt load of the student loan at age 22 on your balance sheet. You know, and I'm not saying that everybody should just go to a state school. You know, I think it's a combination of looking at what you want to do and then what the most cost efficient way is. You know, if you've got your heart set on NYU, go to NYU, but figure out ways to pay for it while you're in college, do a work study, try to lower your bills. You know, this is not free money that you're living on in your twenties or in your, when your college years, somebody's paying for it. So hopefully it's not you through debt. And by the way, Carrie, I don't know if you know this. I think you mentioned NYU because it's, I think one of the most expensive schools in the country. You know that my, my stepson is going to be attending NYU in the fall. We're going to make it happen for him. We're going to help Bradley graduate debt-free. And that's our pleasure as parents. But uh, I hear you. I saw that little dig in there, Carrie. No, actually, I meant it as a compliment. Like, okay, choice is there. (laughs) You know, it's interesting with my stepson. We gave him the same choice of the that we would pay on for uh, public school and that private school he had to take out loans. He was, you know, not liking it at all. And he pretty much said to us, you know, well, if I get into the school, you should pay for whatever school I get into. So, you know, it's again, from an 18 year old's perspective, you got to realize that there's pros and cons and costs to this. Yes, yes. It is not a bottomless bucket of money. All right. But ways to earn money. I am so excited. I was like giddy when we were talking about this before we started recording because your money tip is so genius. I love this one. This is the best one. Everybody who owns your own home or even if you don't own your home, if even if you have a house that you lease, you are allowed to rent it out tax-free for 14 days a year. This is pretty awesome because it's literally free money. So let's say, for example, you have an apartment Meaning in Manhattan. you are not paying tax on this income. Correct. I mean, literally tax-free, 14 days a year. So for example, you have a place in Manhattan and you are going on vacation for two weeks. You can put your place, of of course, providing, wait a minute, I I shouldn't say New York City because there might be some rules with New York City. So let's change it to Florida. So Florida doesn't have the rules. that. So I have a place in Florida. So I'm going away for two weeks. I'm going to be in New York. I can rent out my house on either Airbnb or VBRO, which is vacation rental by owner, for 14 days a year income tax free. So it's easy. You put you you know put it on, put pictures up and you know let's say charge 500 a night, that's $7,000 tax free. Nice. Carrie, where can people find you? Sure. So I am easy to find. My website is carriecarbonaro.com. My firm website is unitedcp.com. You can find me on social media at Carrie Carbonaro on Twitter, at Carrie Carbonaro on Facebook at Carrie Carbonaro on LinkedIn, and also Money Queen Guide on Twitter and Facebook. Hey, friends, wasn't that money tip from Carrie awesome? It should get us all thinking about the quirks in our tax code, especially since this is tax time for most of us. Don't forget to file an extension if you're not ready to actually file the return. And there is no extension, by the way, on what you owe. All right, so financial grown-up tip number one, take the time to learn how the sharing economy impacts your taxes. As Carrie said, you can rent out your home, and it does not have to be an investment property, by the way, for up to 14 days a year, and the income is tax-free. The sharing economy has become such a mainstream part of our economy that the IRS even has a page called the Sharing Economy Tax Center, right on irs.gov. 
They also have tips for other kinds of sharing economy businesses like ride sharing, aka Uber, Lyft, and so on. I will put a link to that page in the show notes. Financial grown-up tip number two, let's look out for our friends and the people we care about when it comes to spending borrowed money like student debt. For example, if you are in college and you see your friends that you know are taking on debt and spending more than they should in college, find an appropriate way, and it's delicate, be sensitive, but try to help them understand the consequences of taking on so much debt that is not directly related to their education. Be supportive of a leaner lifestyle. Maybe go out of your way to just happen to choose lower-priced restaurants when you go out, or even host gatherings at home so that they're not spending money that they feel they need to spend to keep up with you or to have a good time. You can help there. Parents, relatives, mentors, teachers, anyone with ties to students, do the same thing in terms of helping them out. As I said, be sensitive, don't be judgy, but let's talk more about only taking out the smallest amount of debt and using it only for the right things. A smaller student debt bill is going to be really good for starting out in life, and you won't have situations like the one that Carrie talked about where her friends can't buy a house for a decade because of medical school debt. That just stinks. And as Carrie said so well, this is not free money. If you enjoyed this episode, please subscribe and consider rating us and writing a review on Apple Podcasts, aka iTunes. It helps the show get discovered so we can share more money stories and lucrative money tips. Be in touch as well on Twitter. I'm at Bobby Rebel on Instagram at Bobby Rebel One and Bobby Rebel on my Facebook author page. To learn more about the program and get on our mailing list for bonus content and more, go to bobbyrebell.com forward slash financial grown up podcast. I hope you enjoyed this episode with Carrie Carbonero and that we all got a little bit closer to being financial grown ups. Financial Grown Up with Bobby Rebel is edited and produced by Steve Stewart and is a BRK Media production.